The day after he disappeared in my father's room, I found a letter addressed to me. It said, Ryu, I am on my way to a life or death duel. If it's destiny that I not return, you are to take the dragon sword of the Hayabusa family and go to America and see the archaeologist Walter Smith. Ryu, always be brave. Will Ryu get his revenge? Find out in this special review episode of Ninja Gaidan on Cheerful Ghost Radio. Cheerful Ghost Radio is a podcast from the Cheerful Ghost community about interesting stuff in gaming and other various bits of nerdery. Hey everybody, I'm Travis and today I'm joined by Tim and John Dotson. And today we are reviewing Ninja Gaiden on the Nintendo Entertainment System. According to Wikipedia, Ninja Gaiden is a side-scrolling, cinematic action platforming video game. Techno developed and published it for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Its development and release coincided with the beat-em-up arcade version of the same name. It was released in December 1988 in Japan, in March 1989 in North America, and August 1991 in Europe. It has been ported to several other platforms, including the PC Engine, the Super NES, and mobile phones. The story follows a ninja named Ryu Hayabusa as he journeys to America to avenge his murdered father. There, he learns that a person named the Jaquio plans to take control of the world by unleashing an ancient demon through the power contained in two statues. Featuring platforming gameplay similar to Castlevania, players control Ryu through six acts that comprise 20 levels. They encounter enemies that must be dispatched with Ryu's katana and other secondary weapons. Hey everyone, this is Tim from Cheerful Ghost Radio. My co-host and I want to thank you for listening to our show. We have a lot of fun making this podcast, and I hope you enjoy it too. If you like what we're doing and you want to support us, you can do so on Patreon. Patreon is a site where people can fund the things they love. If you choose to support us at the membership level, you'll also get some awesome benefits on the Cheerful Ghost website. So head over to CheerfulGhost.com, click the heart icon at the top of the page, and support us on Patreon. Thanks! So I kind of grew up with this game, honestly, and I don't think you guys had played it much before we decided to review it. So I'm interested in how our nope. how our thoughts are going to diverge on this one. So, John, what were your thoughts on Ninja Gaiden? So I'm going to I have a list here and I'm actually thinking I'm going to read it from the bottom up because why not? That probably makes no sense. But let's do it that way anyways. So I think Ninja Gaiden was a lot of fun. And I like you mentioned, Travis, I missed not playing this a lot as a kid. And I think that's a shame because Ninja Gaiden is really fun. I, I think I would have beaten it as a kid because it's not, at least it doesn't seem to me right now to be brutally punishing um, because it's just a really well-made platformer. If you put in time to learn the game um, and pretty quickly for my play style, you, you can get pretty good at it. I thought so. I usually skip cutscenes in games, but Ninja Gaiden's, 
cutscenes are really interesting and they're not amazing, but I would say they're really unique for what they could do at the time. So, you know, the NES has limited hardware, right? You can only put it's very limited in space. And so what they did for the cutscenes was they took this film noir style that really are in many cases just images just like an image, and then they move the camera over the image or they slightly change it, which means that you can get this really, really cool noir film aesthetic with not a lot of graphics or not a lot of graphic power, which is a really, really creative way to handle a story in a game. I think it's actually maybe one of the most effective ways to get a story across unless you just have the beats in the game for a Nintendo game. And I, I don't think I can think of cutscenes that maybe were better than Ninja Gaiden. So I think in a lot of ways it gets some credit here for even sort of pushing games narratives in this way. And I think that if any game that does a cutscene, you know, uh, has quite a lot um, to owe Ninja Gaiden for doing it and doing it really well, I thought. Now, that doesn't mean that it's not campy and makes sense, okay? I love camp, but it doesn't mean it makes sense. You guys, this happens right away, so this isn't too surprising, but right away, someone shoots you, and then immediately you, like, you know, because shooting you makes you go unconscious or whatever, and then immediately you wake up, and then she lets you out of jail, and you're fine. So... My question for you guys is, does Ninja Gaiden have magic bullet healing powers or was he in jail for months or something healing or whatever? Seemed like he just woke up. So (laughs) it's definitely not taking itself that seriously, which is good, but it's kind of it's fun. So um, I wonder if the bullet maybe just knocked her out. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Video game writing or something. So, yeah. I also really love that the big focus of this game are demon statues. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's just such camp. You know, it's 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 great. But so I, many people say that this Ninja Gaiden is an example of Nintendo hard. And I'd say it's an example, actually, where the game's reputation, I don't think, is very well deserved because at least what I played, I found it challenging. But you just learn what to do and you can do the thing. It's not it, it's not punishing. This is not. Um, super this is not ghouls and ghosts <laughs> this is oh, not, no no it this is isn't not. even this is not even castlevania hard I, I mean castlevania is harder than this i would say um at least for me i mean i don't know there, there could be others so i'd say it's really well designed it's fluid at least i got it i mean ninja gaiden and i just clicked and like i said at the top i i'm really sad that i didn't grow up with this because i would have beaten this and played it a lot because it's just so fluid so yeah those are my thoughts on ninja Gaiden. Awesome. Tim, how about you? Well, so John was saying that, you know, this game kind of clicked for him. It it just did not click for me. And I have a hard time kind of placing my finger on it. what exactly just didn't mesh well, because like the controls are pretty good. The platforming is actually better than a lot of other NES games. The it's challenging without feeling like overly punishing. Although I do think the enemy placement on some of those jumps is a little bit Oh God, yes. Uh, No question Um, about that. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, and and like the music was good. The cutscenes are whatever, but I give them credit for doing that when kind of nobody else really was. But I just couldn't get into it. I, you know, I didn't grow up with it. I didn't have that sort of nostalgia attachment to it. And 
it was really hard for me to get into this. Every time I'd sit down and play it, I just it felt like a chore. Like I just wanted to go do something else. It just did not mesh with me. Yeah, in fact, um, Tim was texting us. We've got a we've got a group text, and he's like, "Wow, this game is just not my thing." <laughs> and Travis <laughs> no. immediately was like, "I love it. It's so great," you know. Um, but yeah, I I I I felt bad for you because. You know, it seems <laughs> rough for you. <laughs> I'm sorry you can't find joy in this. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, I can even kind of see why other people like it. But I just, it wouldn't, I don't know, it just, it wasn't drawing me in. I, if I wanted a game like that, I can't say that I'd pick up Ninja Gaiden again. I'd go pick up Castlevania or, um, you know, any number of other NES games that are also equally challenging, but I just had more fun with. Yeah, I I did grow up with this. I have some nostalgia at play here, but I remember when I first played this at a friend's house, I just had to have it. And when I finally got it, I played the hell out of it. And um, I don't think I ever have legitimately beaten it. Um, yeah, I eventually used the game genie when I was a kid. And then like in the early two thousands, I spammed the hell out of save states to beat it. But you know, this time around, I decided I was going to go just, you know, totally legit with it, not using any save states. And, um, I think I got about halfway through the game before the game overs got annoying because, you know, when you get a game over, you have to start back at the entire beginning of that level or act right. the act. And, um, I think I got like four acts in and then it started getting a little punishing with the, and I'm not sure if this is a limitation of the hardware that they didn't properly account for, but Tim, what you were saying with the enemy placement on jumps and there's some situations where flying enemies, especially like if you're standing on a specific point, you can kill the enemy. It's just going to keep going. It's going to keep coming at you after you kill it until you move. And some of that stuff just felt so cheap and it gets really, really old but that aside um yeah i think it's john what you were saying about the the way the cutscenes deliver the story to you i think that was the first and maybe the only nes game that i had seen that tried to deliver a story like that it had a very cinematic quality to it and i feel like the controls are just like spot on um but really maybe it's just, one of the best pa- platformers i've played yeah in that it feels exactly like what I would have done for the game. And I don't even feel that way sometimes with Mario. Like, I think it's a little slidey sometimes. Agreed. But yeah. um, Ninja Gaiden is some of the most fluid platforming I've, I've played in a long time. Agreed. And I love the, the whole mechanic of, like, sticking to the wall and jumping up walls yeah. like that. The, that works. That's really works. satisfying from just, like right out of level one it's just fantastic uh the only other minor complaint that i have is the power-ups like the special weapon power-ups you get one it automatically replaces the one that you had sometimes you need a specific weapon for those boss fights and you can really screw yourself up if you accidentally grab one so a lot of there's a lot of memorization involved in where those things are and not to jump too close to the little power up icon when you attack it so that you don't get something you don't want. But yeah, you know, short of that and the enemy placement, I think you're right, John, that it's kind of 
like the low end of Nintendo hard. It doesn't really approach like the really punishing games that you could play on the NES. And right. Like the, the difficulty curve ramps up on it really well. Uh, I guess uh, Travis, you had one critique. Could I add one? It's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. kidding with what you Go were ahead. saying. So can a brother get a power up to get some life back? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come on. Like, that would be my only gripe with the game's difficulty. You know, I think there's like if there are life power ups in the game, I didn't find any and you just die. And I, I don't know, like a little bit of life power up would be good. I know this is a game where they expected you to memorize it. And it yeah. has kids we, we did. And, you know, and you just didn't die after a certain point because you put it. 5,000 hours into the game, but you know, some life power-ups would be useful. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> even the Ninja Turtles game, which is known for being punishing, gave you pizzas <laughs> once in a while. You know, yep. you know, let's go on a bit of a tangent here. I always felt like that one got a bit of a bad rap as well. I mean, it was punishing in some ways, but I felt like it was easier than people gave it credit for. But yeah, anyway, um, we need to review that game for <laughs> agreed, sure. Agreed. I love that game so much. <laughs> Um, I just have nightmares about the water stage where you're having to swim through all that uh, like electrified yeah. uh, seaweed. See, the thing about that is I'm really glad they put that toward the beginning of the game. Like you weren't too far into it when you had to do that, because if I had gotten like 75 percent through the game and died to that repeatedly, I probably would have given it up. But since it was so early, I was more willing to you know, power through and memorize how to get through that. I got pretty good at it where I could get through without dying. I could get through it without taking any damage. I mean, no, you know, I mean, it, it but it took me a while to oh, do yeah. that. That oh, was yeah. not the hard part for the game. The part was the Technodrome that oh. always killed me. Yeah, the Technodrome boss. I, I one time I beat it. But after that, I would just die mm-hmm. because at that point you don't have life power ups anymore. Or, or at least I don't know where they are. And I'm down to one turtle or something. And I just couldn't get much further than that. But yeah, you were what were we talking about? Right, the difficulty guy curve, Dan. the difficulty curve, like ramping up toward the end. It does get really hard at the end. Um, like even with the game genie as a kid, I remember having issues with it and mashing the hell out of the save button to get through it with without dying repeatedly. But I do think that it's fair in the sense that if you memorize the 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 boss patterns, you can pull it off. It's just they aren't exactly easy to memorize. I think this is also an example where the second level boss was easier than the first one, which I didn't quite, I've never quite seen that before. <laughs> I thought the first boss was way harder. And the second boss, I'm just like, did you even hit me once? I don't know. It was strange. Huh. I don't know. The first level boss, I always just like stand a few feet away and spam the uh, shuriken at him. So he just never hits me at all. Totally. It took me. I mean, what I tried to do for that first level boss was jump over him and hit him from behind, which you can do, but it, you, you get hit a bunch. So yeah, I died a couple times just trying to do that. But you can just actually back off from him and just hit him with your sword and and he doesn't even hit you. You just have to you just you're a couple pixels off. You can totally do that. But anyways, I had I died way more to the first level boss. than The second one, I don't even think he hit me once. So, again, it was yeah. just it just it was just weird. I don't know. I felt the I don't know. But yeah, overall, like I said before, I'm not sure if it's the nostalgia talking or if it's, you know, the game itself, but I still really thoroughly enjoy it with the minor issues I had. So 
let's talk a bit about the legacy of Ninja Gaiden. It's uh, not like a lot of the games that we've reviewed in the past where, you know, it seems like we review a lot of Nintendo developed games where the characters end up in Smash Brothers and stuff like that. Uh, but they did have a few sequels out on or a few entries out on the uh, Sega Genesis or Sega Master System and Genesis. Um, and then a new series that started on the Xbox. Uh, I think it was the Xbox 360 generation. Uh, with yeah, the, and the PlayStation 3 got it yeah, as well. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden X series. Uh, I played them on PS3 and they were pretty good. Did you guys play any of those? I have not. In fact, this is the only Ninja Gaiden game I've played is the one that we're reviewing right now. I played X on the PlayStation 3 in terms of the demo. So I, I when I had the PS3 and there were just so many demos coming out on that system, I downloaded Ninja Gaiden. I'm like, hey, I'm going to give this a shot. I like the Nintendo game. And so I played it and I just did not like it, really. It it was, um, you know, it's it was like, I believe it's a third person game where you fight people. And it just seemed like kind of doing that Batman Arkham sort of style, except I just didn't enjoy it. It just did not hook me. So although the series keeps moving forward, so I imagine it's really popular. It just wasn't really my thing. So it just seemed like sort of a nondescript kind of beat em up game that wasn't really something I was into at the time. Yeah, I played, um, I think I played all three of them. I don't have really strong memories of them, which probably says something about it. Like, I felt like they were functionally solid and there was fun to be had there, but they weren't doing anything that other studios weren't doing better, I guess. And I hadn't, I didn't play them like um, the first one immediately when it came out. So it could have set some trends that other games copied that I got the benefit of before playing it. That could be part right. of it, but right. Yeah. I thought it was, they were, you know, solid, not amazing, but solid. And there was also some, uh, anime and books released for Ninja Gaiden that I actually had no idea existed until now. How about you guys? Um, I've got all not. the anime and all the books. I read them and watch them every night before bed. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> you would be true. You'd be true. And anyways, if anyone's really into the Ninja Gaiden lore and stuff, I'm really sorry. I'm not mocking it. I just um, I, I also didn't know that they had it as well. But I think that's great. I think it's cool when um, video games that we love get that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, so while we were researching this, you know, legacy portion of our show here, um, yeah, that Ninja Guide book was apparently part of a series called Worlds of Power, where they're novels based on different video games. And I kind of want to, like, try and track some of these down, because I can't imagine they're very good. <laughs> but they would probably be entertaining to, to read through once. I know this is not related to Ninja Gaiden, but one time... Uh during the um, release of Shadowmoor, which was a Magic the Gathering um, expansion. It was notable for me because it was kind of when I started getting back into Magic the Gathering. It's about 10 years ago. And Shadowmoor-ish, maybe it was, maybe it was more than that, actually. I'm, I'm, anyways, uh, Shadowmoor was cool because, and Travis, I don't know if you're into Magic as much these days, but mm-hmm. back, Shadowmoor merged colors together so you could get like black and green cards and that kind of thing, or white and red cards or I can't remember exactly the pairings and you could cast certain cards by paying white or red for the cards. Right. So they were double. So it was a really, really fun 
um, set and I bought a fat pack, which was basically a box with you get some packs in there, you get some counters, cards, you get a dice set, you get the full set of the cards and a thing. Anyways, just it was a really nice kind of package. And in it came a book. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's a book about magic. It's a magic book about the Shadow War expansion with characters and stuff. It was terrible. It was <laughs> so bad. I still have this book. It's I, I just I, I was like, OK, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this magic book. I was a, a paragraph in and I'm like, I I cannot do this. So was that like part of the Lorwyn block? Like there was Lorwyn and then Morningtide and Eventide and then Shadowmoor, right? Yeah. 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 I remember that was basically when I got back into magic for a while as well. And I, I yeah. remember those books. Uh, I, I tried to read the one for the Lorwyn expansion and I kind of had the same experience that you did. I love that they're, you know, making the lore because I never really thought about the lore of these cars. It's clear, clear that they have them because of the flavor yeah. text and yeah. everything, but I never yeah. really thought about it. It's kind of cool that they do that. And for the people who love it, I'm glad that they have that, but I could not get into that at all. All right, guys, let's rate Ninja Gaiden on the ghost scale. Tim, what do you think? Well, based on my earlier comments, you may Must not be play. surprised to uh, see that I'm going to put it as a meh. It's I, I, I can kind of get why other people like it. I can, you know, it does a lot of things well, but not particularly great. And I just think that there's better NES games out there. John? Ninja Gaiden is a rad Nintendo game. And if you've got an NES classic or you've got, you know, Nintendo online, it's available Nintendo online. It actually came recently as part of one of the games. If you've got like a Nintendo online subscription, you can play it. And I recommend playing it that way because that's how I played it. It was really great. So very, very fun. Um, And it's a really cool study in game cutscenes and sort of a very I would give it. Um, I would give it a note for its um, obviously historical significance in terms of storytelling and how it sort of pushed that forward. So Ninja Gaiden, rad. I'm going to give it a must play and I'm willing to admit that it might have something to do with the nostalgia in my head <laughs> convincing me this is better than it is. I you know, have clear issues with it, but I still love it so much. It's probably one of my top few NES games. Um, Don't really want to put a number on that, but it's up there. It's way up there. Um, I think that in terms of what it brought to the NES at the time, that helps it. I think that the historical context matters for this one in a lot of ways. But yeah, overall, must play. Cheerful Ghost Radio is brought to you by CheerfulGhost.com, and our theme music is by Creo. Make sure you head over to Cheerful Ghost to let us know what you think of the show, and thanks for listening.